Welcome to The Shore Report. This is episode 108. I'm Heather Hyde. I'm Jay Posner. And we have Dave Shorey returning to the podcast. Welcome back, Dave. It's been a few episodes since we've seen you. Always a pleasure to chat with you. But this time you've brought some friends. So maybe you could give us a brief introduction of who we've got with us today. Right on. Thank you. And thanks for having me back. Um, Just for the purpose, I'll introduce myself again, Dave Shorey, Innovation Officer for the Municipal Innovation Council. Um, If you want to read more about the Municipal Innovation Council, www.nii.ca forward slash M-I-C. So you can read a little bit more about our scope and focus. But for today, uh, I have the the distinct pleasure of uh, introducing three colleagues that I've been able to work with over the last four months. So we have Christy Downey, Ayan Hussein and Scarlett Wang, who are um, just wrapping up their time as three co-op students or intern, depending on the, the position title, um, with the Municipal Innovation Council. And uh, we've had a really productive spring and summer that we're really uh, appreciating you for, for providing us the venue to talk about. Yeah, and we're excited to hear. Uh, certainly one of the one of our objectives uh, on the podcast is to highlight interesting new uh, and innovative work. In this case, it's not just innovative in that we've learned how to work different ways uh, over the last year and a half. It's also a new approach to how we understand our communities and, and say the business of providing services. And each of the, uh, you know, I've read very little of all of the reports, but enough, I think, to get the impression that all of you took an approach that, that there's an important thing to learn. I'm an outsider, or you are an outsider from this, uh, f- for this community and for the entire, you know, area of the Municipal Innovation Council. And you offer a perspective and an, and an, and a, and a, and a thought about how we can be providing, uh, doing services in a different way or innovative ways. And you're highlighting that in your reports. So I think that's really exciting. And Dave, you know, I guess if you can highlight sort of, Obviously, it's your job to do this, but sort of why organize it in this way and, you know, so can present it that way? Yeah, uh, thanks. So for context, we, uh, the Municipal Innovation Council has a number of projects that are going on at once. And um, the, the, the work that I've been doing over the last year, because it's been in effect one year since I've been in the innovation officer position, is that in addition to really developing and building out projects that will, that will improve lives in our communities, I've also been trying to build an innovation ecosystem uh, within the member municipalities. And what does that mean? Well, it's about embedding the methodology of innovation or the innovation cycle in how we do about work and in particular, how we investigate new issues or issues that are, are presenting challenges to communities, to municipal staff, to council. And so um, what we had embarked on in the spring was actually launching five projects to happen in parallel. Um, that's, it becomes ex- exceptionally challenging to do something well if we're trying to work on five different projects at once and it's just myself. And so, <clears throat> you know, my experience working in post-secondary and recognizing the value of experiential learning for students, but then the, the, the talent and the drive that those students have to be able to um, do good work. Uh, we certainly found that in the five students that I worked with, and as you'd mentioned, there are three of the five with us today, the three that were hired by the Municipal Innovation Council. Um, but then, you know, I, to quickly reference, there were two others. There were graduate students from the University of Waterloo's Masters of Economic Development and Innovation Program. So Anika Shams and Fatima Hirsi uh, both worked with us on um, two other projects. So a total of five, right? And they worked on uh, revitalizing downtowns and what we could do with revitalizing downtowns. 
um, if there was vacant buildings, for instance, and then best practices in procurement, specifically in a municipal context. So um, those two reports were, were um, developed over the spring and summer months with recommendations for member municipalities in the Municipal Innovation Council. And then the other three projects were around organizational development. So Christy Downey was focused on that. Um, we had IT business analysis, which Ayan Hussein was focused on. And we had municipal service analysis, which Scarlett Wang was focused on. And so to be able to do all of those projects in parallel with a similar methodology and to, to really deeply investigate all of these issues um, at the same time was, uh, it, it proved to be a really effective strategy for us to be able to get a lot of information. The last thing I'll say is that the Municipal Innovation Council works and serves uh, eight municipalities. So those are in effect eight independent organizations, each with their own staff teams, culture, leadership. And so when you're um, tasked as uh, my colleagues were to connect with staff across all eight organizations and to do so virtually just based on our, our current health climate, uh, that was a really challenging task. And so I just wanna on the front end say, what they achieved, given that they were working remotely and connecting with staff across all municipalities who were very generous with their, with their time and their energy uh, was a real accomplishment. And, and as a result, they produced uh, um, really thoughtful reports with a lot of really good recommendations for us to move forward with. That's so great, that's a really good overview. <laughs> Um, to provide us to kind of kick things off. We want to get in a little bit deeper for each of the projects. Um, so maybe, uh, Christy, I'll start with you. If you kind of want to give me your elevator pitch uh, of your project and, and what you worked on and, and maybe the key takeaways and what you learned. Yeah, for sure. Um, so as Dave mentioned, my role was organizational development analyst. Um, so essentially to start off, um, I did research across the eight municipalities to understand um, the current state as it relates to training and development. Um, similar to Ion and Scarlett's projects with following that similar methodology, we also did research um, of other municipalities outside of Bruce County to kind of be able to leverage um, the best practices. So particularly particularly for me related to training and development to be able to leverage this within Bruce County. Um, and then finally taking all of that data, making meaning of it, um, I was able to present 18 recommendations that again relate to um, training and development for the municipalities to be able to um, really create a better organizational culture and then to organize um, their training and be able to identify training needs. Um, so coming in, I guess I didn't really know what to expect, but I knew that I'd be able to um, learn a lot from Dave, um, learn a lot as it relates to research and the research methodology, and then um, being able to leverage kind of my business background, and then I'm going into education, so being able to leverage both of those um, combined. But I would say my biggest takeaway um, is really taking the time in any organization to be able to talk to staff and really get that staff perspective. Um, so ideally, I was able to communicate that in my recommendations of the need to really get um, the employee perspective as it relates to our culture um, and then being able to kind of best identify employee needs in an organization. I think it's such an important project right now, too, after the year and a half that we've had and, and recognizing that no two employees are alike. And then it's really important to have those one-on-one -on -one conversations at the manager level, you know, at the at the top tier level as well, to really figure out what the needs are because um, they're going to be different, and uh, businesses need to recognize that and, and tailor their offerings as well. I think, and more so now than than ever before. Sure. And I'll just jump in to say that you know Christie's work 
um, I've, I've said this already, but really thorough. And in particular, when you take a look at 18 individual recommendations that that are able to address either some pain points or be able to help us think differently about how we develop competencies across our municipal organizations. There's a lot of shared skills and knowledge that um, we may have a tendency to develop on an individual basis or in silos. And uh, another way for us to really strengthen the region is by thinking about organizational development, not just within eight organizations, but how we can collaboratively develop competencies across eight organizations. So I think it, it does a lot for the region itself um, to build the skills and knowledge to, to, to excel in the work. Yeah, and I think I'll, uh, I'll echo a lot of that, but I think it's even just in the values that this form, this, you know, uh, tabulates and documents what we had done previously, you know, sort of often was informally and who knows if we were doing duplicate, if we're duplicating effort, wasting effort, you know, these sort of all of the reports, in fact, sort of organize it in a way that we can take advantage of the highlights. And so I guess I'll shift over to Ian now and, you know, his focus on IT. What were some of the challenges? And I'll let you explain your work a bit more, but what were some of the challenges in, in speaking with IT and other professionals as you prepare your work? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so uh, as Dave mentioned, my role this summer was in, as an IT business analyst. Uh, and if we got like dive right into some of the challenges uh, surrounding my work. Uh, so, I mean, just before that, some context. So, uh, just going into it, my job was to essentially create like a larger, more holistic view on inv individual municipalities' uh, IT infrastructure. And so this is kind of like a very like large topic. And so I broke it down into some of the like bigger constituents. So like things like hardware, software, like what third parties uh, you know municipalities are using at the moment. Uh, and so. Uh, just like Christy and Scarlett, we followed some kind of centralized methodology. So that involved lots of uh, staff interviews, which was actually a pretty big challenge because everyone's in kind of a different space because uh, before this, a lot of, uh, this was like, I'd say like a year into the pandemic, I think it was. So a lot of people are still getting used to using like the Teams, the Zoom, uh, they have like mixes of each thing. So it's like, it was like definitely challenging to get a hold of different people. And Another major challenge was that people don't know what they don't know. So it was a lot of, uh, a lot of like guided, uh, like back and forth work with individual staff members to get, you know, different side informations that could be stuff like how should you pay for this software or how many of, how many laptops do you have in this building? Uh, and just, uh, stuff like that in general. Uh, and so those were like some of the higher level challenges, uh, coming into this. And so. When I, when I was originally coming into the job, just like Christy, I didn't really know what to expect. Uh, it was it was pretty open. Like I knew I was going to be consulting in some way related to IT, but I didn't know that I'd be given this this much responsibility uh, to work with eight you know organizations, which was uh, quite good. And then I guess it's also worth noting that partway through, uh, I realized that a major gap was that a lot of municipalities didn't actually you know track their IT assets. So. So this was significant because if you don't know what tools you kind of have, then, you know, how are you going to use those tools, you know, to innovate in the future, to like digitize, to become modernized. Uh, and so then I, I, I kind of like asked Dave, like, what do you think if, you know, these municipalities adopted some kind of asset management system uh, for IT assets specifically, so they know what they're having uh, and like what some of the implications of those things are. He thought it was a good idea. And so I kind of started, you know, talking to the other stakeholders. So that, like other uh, staff, IT staff members in they also saw a place for such a system. And so in parallel to my project, I've been developing a system uh, with partnership with the Bruce County to provide like a free asset management system for all municipalities to utilize. 
Uh, and so that's been really nice to, you know, kind of do on the side as well. Yeah, it's exciting to hear uh, when you say you didn't expect this level of responsibility. I mean, certainly I think that's what's attractive to, uh, you know, the uh, communities in Bruce County. And I say a lot of rural Ontario is that we have needs just like any municipalities, but we also don't have, um, you know, don't have the capacity necessarily as an individual community to be able to do lots of things. So we're going to say, go, hey, go do this. We need this help. We're, we're giving you that uh, responsibility and expect big things because you're, you know, you're really smart. You're, you are, you know, keen to work and all these things that I think you don't get that in other larger centers. So if I can uh, sort of uh, trumpet our, our sort of uh, environment here is I think that's, uh, if not designed, it's, it's certainly not designed, but it certainly lends itself to be able to do some of the innovation um, and try to, you know, make us be better and so i guess now <laughs> I, I don't know if that's a segue but scarlet uh, perhaps you can highlight a lot of the or some of the work that you did uh some of the challenges maybe you had and you know i'll let it go from there i want your your commentary uh without me imposing myself on it so go ahead definitely so um my work is actually based on uh, in-depth research in the area of service review among the MIC member municipalities. And then I'm also mapping out the services that's provided in the municipalities, like how the, uh, how the services are administered and how the expenses are allocated. So then there's a comparison between, uh, the, between the municipalities in terms of these data. And then there were findings that is potentially that we can use to create potential opportunities for partnership building among the municipality. And during this process, there are actually different methodologies that's being used to collect the data. And both is, we included both of primary and secondary data, like reviewing the corporate strategic plan to know the general direction of what that, what the municipality would like to go. And also informational interview as mentioned by um, Dave and Christian Ion. This is one methodology that we all use is to have one-on-one -on -one informational interview with the municipal staffs to really understand what is being offered in the municipality. And then we will be able to use the findings from these data to in order to provide recommendation at the end of it. And um, some of the challenges I believe that I um, went, went into is that I didn't realize the scope of the project is actually very large because we are involving with um, having eight municipalities and then that is no understanding each municipality in terms of their service offerings. So, and, and this is also an eye-opening op eye opportunity for me to really see it, to stem from a different perspective as we are all members of the community, but we do receive services, daily services from the municipality without knowing how they're being delivered. So this gave me a chance to really stand in the other side to take a peek of it, to see um, what exactly was the process of how these services are delivered and how do we determine what kind of services are delivered to our community members. So this is, this is a great oppor learning opportunities for me. And I will, I'm really appreciative that I got a chance to do this. It's so amazing. And, and as you highlighted, it's such a tremendous opportunity because it's such a unique position to be in to work across eight organizations on such a large scale. And you've clearly taken so much away from 
um, that responsibility and provided so much insight for the MIC. Dave, you can speak a little bit more about how it's impacted your work and the benefit that you've seen from having these students um, engage in these projects. But I just want to congratulate all of you on your tremendous work. Uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I mean, I'll certainly echo that. It's been a, a real pleasure and delight to be able to work um, with Christy Ion and Scarlett and by extension Anika and Fatima as well. Um, uh, yeah, the, the ways in which uh, we all approach the work was to Jay's point around capturing the current state. And when you're um, working within one organization, that alone can be quite challenging. So trying to capture the current state across eight organizations, you can imagine like, any good research has really clear research boundaries. And I think that that was certainly my learning through this is for as much as we were trying to established research boundaries, those continue to widen and widen and widen because it was a cascading thing. It's, you know, <clears throat> Scarlett's getting into the FIR data. So she's taking a look at the ways in which, um, you know, expenses are, or, or how our resources are, are dedicated to, to actually offering services. And, and what are the, the categories with which we spend that? I mean, you can go down a real rabbit hole and then to do that eight times, right? Or, you know, um, you know, Ion's trying to figure out, as he said, like, how many buildings do you have? What's your network structure? Where are your devices? What software are you using? You know, Heather, you may buy a piece of software for your, 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 your personal productivity and that no one knows about that necessarily. And so, you know, there's ways in which um, a lot of that deep investigative work really, uh, it illuminated a lot of the complexity. And it's not like it was a surprise that it was complex, but it was deeply complex when they really got into it. Um, but to their credit, they really managed that scope very well. I mean, we were working three, four, five times a week together. Um, so it was almost every day that we were together, um, even if it was for a short period of time, to be able to bounce ideas off of each other and to scope things and to ask questions, to problematize some of the work that was being done, all of which, I mean, what does that mean for me? I mean, that's significant, you know, uh, Innovation is, is not uh, an isolated experience. It's the exact opposite. It needs to be collaborative. It needs to be something that's uh, um, driven by an understanding of our, of our current state, as I've said before. And so the innovation cycle needs to begin with discovery work to then be able to recognize opportunities to then move to prototyping and implementing. All too often, what I've observed and what I've experienced and, and what I've seen others in terms of the trappings, trappings of innovation work, and I put that in air quotes for those that obviously can't see me, um, is that if someone may confuse the word innovation with invention. We may be busy creating stuff, inventing stuff, but if you haven't first understood what the needs are, then you're working backwards. You may create something and then try and convince people that it's the right solution. Whereas I think that the work that we've done and started with discovery work to get that really comprehensive take on our current state allows us to create solutions that are informed by the needs of our colleagues and of council and of our community members. So I'm really proud of the approach that they took and that that's a, a, an approach I would recommend anyone take if they're looking to innovate their work. Yeah, and I'm just in hearing uh, you, Dave, and the, the, the three of you, uh, how excited you are about conveying the information. As like, and this big brings you know your time with uh, the MIC to an end. Uh, I'm excited to know like what what are you doing next, or maybe again on your excitement, what are you excited to be doing in the in the next you know few months or years? Uh, maybe we'll go reverse order and start with Scarlett. Definitely. So. Um... 
after this, this is actually my last co-op term. It's also the, my last term for my study. So okay. I will be graduating at the end of this um, month. So, but I feel like through this work that I've done with MIC, I really found my passion in the municipal environment, in the municipal world, especially relating back to my education background of recreation and leisure. So I definitely, through my uh, understanding or learning about the municipal, uh, the com community services that's in the, the municipalities, that's definitely something that I want to go with. That's a kind of like a career path that's leading me that I want to I want to continue so um so yeah I'll be finding a full-time job probably hoping yes. that in <laughs> very very soon but definitely I have a direction route now based on the work I, that I've done with MIC yeah I, I'll, I'll turn it over I and I and in a minute but I, I I'm a planner I was a planner when I started my career but it's transformed look at I me mean, look at us now I'm talking on a uh, on a you know a zoom podcast that never they didn't have that uh, th 20 years ago when I started so who knows where it'll take you I and go ahead yeah uh, so as my official contract period ends with the MIC later today uh, I do plan on continuing on like loosely with the MIC to continue the development of the system because um, it, it, it's like, it's like uh, it, it was like really interesting to do, right? And it, it's really like nice seeing that like you can provide value and seeing things through is just something that like personally satisfies me. And so Dave gave me the opportunity to, you know, allow me to keep collaborating with uh, the web team uh, with him as well over the next month or so uh, to finish out the system so we can get rolled out as soon as possible. So I'm looking forward to that. And then in terms of uh, what I hope to uh, you know, gain out of this and like what my future prospects are from this, uh, I'm only an incoming second year student now. So, you know, still everything's still kind of up in the air. Uh, coming into this, I was pretty set on being, you know, in the future, like some type of software engineer or something like that. But through this, I've kind of realized that I also do value providing social good. And so product management's like a really good way to do that because it kind of, you know, integrates the consulting world, you know, communicating with different stakeholders, ensuring you're providing value while, you know, still having technical uh, aspects of that. So it, it'll be interesting to see where that goes in the future. And now looking at you, Christy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did just graduate from the business program at Laurier. So this was my, um, the four months between starting my new program. So I am returning to Laurier to do the Bachelor of Education program. So going to teacher's college. Um, so it's been again, an awesome experience with the MIC being able to kind of combine again, business and education. So I'm not 100% set on teaching, but I could definitely see myself um, coming back into an organizational development role um, and kind of whatever capacity that involves. Um, from my experience at residence at Laurier, I was really interested in equity, diversity, and inclusion work um, and mental health. So being able to combine that into this role, um, which was explored in those recommendations, um, I definitely see myself working in a similar capacity in the future. Just don't know yet what that involves. Uh, I'm not sure if I should speak now or not, but I just sort of jumped in here. Uh, I just want to highlight again, I mean, these are colleagues of mine. I, I think that the trapping sometimes in referring to co-op students as students or co-op students is that we have a different set of expectations or assumptions about their abilities. But I think it's clear just based on the quality of their work. You know, Ion, he's going into second year of his undergrad 
and look at the kind of work that he's done. Scarlett's on on the the doorstep of getting of convocating and getting her degree and, and moving professionally, you know, full time work, and then um, Christy moving into her bachelor of education and looking to be a teacher, perhaps. Uh, all of which are supremely talented, and um, anyone who who can work with them in the future is quite fortunate. Um, but uh, I had I had wonderful colleagues this summer, and so my hope is. Um, we have a, a new co-op student that's going to be starting this fall um, who's going to be looking at municipal procurement. So advancing the work of the graduate student from the University of Barlow in procurement. Um, and then we're going to continue to advance a number of the recommendations that have been made by um, these three. And um, so we are transitioning towards prototyping and implementation phases of the innovation cycle. And we have such a strong footing to be able to advance that work. So that's, that's what we're working in in the fall. And what I will be doing in about a week's time is I'm going to be, well, I'm not sure when this is going to air. It's August 20th right now. But um, what I'm going to be doing is putting up on the blog. So again, www.nii.ca forward slash M-I-C. Um, there'll be a blog entry that's going to be a recap of the four months. And it'll include 15-minute uh, presentations that each of the uh, colleagues of mine did for their respective reports. Um, so you can see a little bit more around the presentations of what they've done, um, as well as an infographic for each of them that that actually outlines in a little bit more detail the recommendations that they've provided. Thank you for that, Dave. And we can definitely put the links up uh, when we post the podcast so that everybody can check it out or add them once they're available. Christy, Ion, Scarlett, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. I wish all of you continuing on in your studies or other endeavors the best of luck and congratulations again on all your work. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.